Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Father, I'm asking that your people would hear your voice today and not mine. I'm asking that your word would shape us, change us, and mold us like only you can. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the house of the Lord. Open your Bible to Acts chapter number 19. Acts chapter number 16. Take that back. Acts chapter number 16. Beautiful story in the Bible. Acts chapter number 16. Let me tell you kind of what's going on here. So the gospel was beginning to be spread abroad, and Paul was going from place to place uh, preaching, and he was in this one area, and there were some, some, some ladies that were gathered, uh, and he began to teach them. One lady's name was Lydia. She was actually uh, a small business owner. She was an entrepreneur. She sold uh, linens, and, and was, uh, we can derive that she was very successful at it. And so Paul shares the gospel with her, and her and everybody with her gets born again and gets baptized. And so it's this beautiful, powerful uh, 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 conversion that takes place from a prominent person. I just want to tell you what you're going to see over the next uh, course of time is you're going to see more and more prominent people turning completely away from Jesus and rejecting him and more and more prominent people turning radically towards Jesus. In other words, the dissection between sheep and goats is about to increase. It's about to be very clear who is on the Lord's side. Come on, somebody. And who is not on the Lord's side. And sooner or later, you and your house. I'm not talking about CNN. I don't care. I'm not talking about Fox News. I don't care. I'm talking about in your house, you're going to have to start calling a spade a spade. Because if not, somebody's going to talk your children out of their destiny because nobody in their own home was willing to stand up. And it will cost you things. It will cost you your reputation in the PTA meeting. Come on, somebody. It's either the Word of God or it is not. So you're going to have to stand for some things. You know, the the great prophet Aaron Tippin once said, you've got to stand for something, come on somebody, or you'll fall for anything. There's some things you've just got to stand for, and you've got to decide if God said it, that settles it, and we're not going to start recreating just because somebody else has become uncomfortable with it in the year 2021 and beyond. This is how it happens. This is how Sodom and Gomorrah got where Sodom and Gomorrah was. Nobody wanted to just put a stop and say, no, that's not what God's people do. You can do what you want to do, but that's not what God's people do. You don't have any authority to tell somebody what they can do unless they are affecting you. But you got all authority in your own life. Come on, somebody. You can decide what you believe. You can decide what you're going to stand up for. And in the kingdom of God, you got to understand as more and more, it becomes more appropriate 
to be hostile to the kingdom of God. It's got to be just that much and more where grace has to abound in our life. We can't just, just, just watch everything go to hell in a handbasket and just throw our hands in the air. No, the world's going to go to hell in a handbasket. You and me, the blood bought, the born again, we're a wheel within a wheel. We're blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I'm quoting the Bible right now. You ought to be clapping because when you put your holy hands together, you're deciding that you're going to make a joyful noise in the house. There's a shift that happens when you decide the Bible's true. Now, here's the thing. The only part of the Bible that can benefit you is the part you believe. And the only part of the Bible you can believe is the part you know. So you got to make it personal. Somebody say, make it personal. You got to make it personal. What's Jesus like? What did he expect? Because if you just listen to a bunch of religious zealots, they'll make Jesus out like he sat in a corner silent. This brother was never silent till he was about to get killed. And then he spoke up when somebody said to him, he goes, don't you know, if you don't start talking, I have the power to set you free or I have the power to kill you. Jesus, that woke him up. He turned around. He said, you don't have any power over me. He said, I could call 12 legions of angels to come wipe this whole thing out. I could just see in the spirit, Michael standing there with sword drawn saying, just say the word, Jesus. Jesus is not some silent fixture. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He was a sacrificial lamb, but he is not returning as a sacrificial lamb. He's returning for you and me. He's returning for his kingdom. So when you and me begin to get a revelation and begin to understand that as the dissection between the world and the kingdom gets more pronounced, you can't live in the middle. You want to know one of the scariest scriptures in the whole Bible? I said, wait a minute, I, I didn't know the Bible was scary. Let me tell you something. It's not scary to those of us who are in Christ. But if you are not, it's the most terrifying book on the planet. It says if you're lukewarm, he will spit you out. Think about that. Well, I just felt it hit different in here. Think about that. If... if if you're lukewarm, now, it's not my job to do an inventory of your life. But it is your job to do an inventory of your life. If your heart stopped beating right now and you were face to face with the one who created it all, would he say to you, thank you for living red hot? Or would you have some concern about whether or not you were actually tepid? This is a shift. This is the shift that the nation needs. See, getting into the kingdom, it's actually a life for a life. It's blood in, blood out. You get born again, you're a member of this kingdom, but the expectation was not just for you to pray a prayer, smile, and then go back to your life. The expectation was for you to no longer live, but Christ to live in you. For you to lay your life down. How often? Daily. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like sharing him. Looks like uh, uh, telling people about the decision that you've made. So, well, the people I'm around don't talk like that. Well, 
you can direct the, the conversation too. Or you can get some new friends. So well, I thought Jesus, yeah, sure, he did go hang out with people, but it was always a reconnaissance and evangelism mission. When you, when, you, when you go back into the world, it ought to be for a moment to go and get somebody else back out and bring them into the fold and say, look here, here's what we're about. This, this, is, this is what Jesus will do for you. Well, what will he do for you? Well, he'll heal you. Oh, yeah, 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 I know figuratively. I'm talking literally. That boy playing the bass that you just saw is my son, and he was blind. And he's not now. He will heal you. He will set you free of anything that's holding you back. He will set your feet on solid ground and the winds of your life will blow but you will remain stable getting in this kingdom people that got baptized in the new testament were actually marked at that time it was a public display that would probably cost some of them, if not most of them, their literal life. Yet they freely dove in the water. Because Christianity somehow has been dumbed down to, well, my parents are one, so I must be one. Or it's dumbed down to a decision that I make because I felt emotional in a moment. When the truth of this kingdom, the one that Jesus is the head of, is it is a kingdom of people that are converted. That means you were one thing and now you are a different thing. And so when you were in the world, you acted like the world. You thought like the world. You talked like the world. But when you get in the kingdom, now you've got to figure out. This is not my Bible, but it really looks like one. Come on, somebody. You've got to find out what the book says. Because, like, if, if you go to, let's just say, if you go to Mexico and you get arrested and you say, yeah, but in America, you can do that. They're going to go, well, this is not America. No estas in America. Glory adios. Come on, somebody. You got to understand the laws and the culture and the society of what you're a part of. Let me tell you something else. You can't drag the culture of the world into the kingdom. It doesn't work. So you end up having a saved inside and a cursed outside. Because you're trying to drag this culture with you. Well, I don't want to leave that aside. Any weight that you won't let go of, doesn't have to be a sin, any weight you won't let go of, it will hold you back. Any weight that you refuse to let go of, 
He said, well, well, give me some examples of some, some weights. Stinking thinking. Something somebody that you know said or it sounded cute or it rhymed or God forbid it was in a movie or a song so you've just lived your life back. But it's contrary to the Bible. Here's one. I guess God's made me sick to teach me something. That is horrible doctrine that is not in the Bible. As a matter of fact, if somebody knew that you were purposely making your children sick, we would throw you in jail and take your children from you. Because that's child abuse, and he is not a child abuser. Here's another one. Well, God must want me to go through all these hard times. No. The scripture says all things work together for good. Now wait for it. For them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Doesn't all work together for good. It's not just case sarah, sarah. Whatever happens is going to happen. The devil is a liar. There's a difference when you live for God and when you don't live for God. But that doesn't mean that everything that happens to you is the will of God. That's impossible to explain. Because some really awful things happen to people. And if you think or somebody told you. God's, you know, it must be God's will because it happened to me. Then you'll start thinking God's will was for you to go through that terrible thing. That's not God's will. God said what his will is. He said, I will that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So you got to get rid of some of that thinking. Uh, You know, another one. Another one is, you know, just the concept of just running off at the mouth all the time. Who in, don't raise your hand. Who in here is ever... Don't raise your hand, Jake. Uh, who in here's ever, who in here has ever thought or heard somebody say, or even maybe said, you know, I don't care. I just say what's on my mind. Billy Bob, Laverne. I don't care what anybody thinks. I just say what's on my mind. Mark chapter eleven says you have what you say. Have you talked your life into existence? If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have luck. Have you talked your life into existence because somebody said it and it sounded cute and it became a cliche in your life and now you just spew whatever comes, comes across your, your mind? I'm talking about stinking thinking. I'm talking about changing your reality. You can't just go saying everything. God didn't think light into existence. He spoke light into existence. You can have a thought and not say it and it dies right there. But the minute you put it in the atmosphere, it becomes a seed and seed produces after its own kind. So plant what you want to grow. Your kid's acting crazy. Don't tell that kid he's stupid. Tell him that's not you. Come on, you're way smarter than that. Now you're, you're getting done what you need to get done, but you're planning what you want to grow. Well, my dad talked to me like that. Well, look how you turned out. <laughs> well, I turned out okay. Well, if okay is what you're after, then keep perpetuating foolishness. But if you want to see somebody become the head and not the tail, then you talk like this book talks. It's a shift. 
When did okay become okay? I don't want to be okay. I want to see the hand of God move. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the power of God move. I was in a situation not long ago. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit. We weren't in a church service. We were actually on a job site. I started sharing about the Lord and these two full-grown, talking kind of crazy the whole time, guys, just start crying on the spot. And I'm not. So you know what I did? I said, y'all a bunch of babies. Ha, ha, ha. No, I didn't say that. I said, I'm sorry, man. I just don't know. It's just been a, just been a tough season for me. I'm like, it's a tough season for everybody, bro. This is the presence of God. You don't apologize when you get in the presence of God. You get washed when you get in the presence of God. Doesn't have to be tears, but sometimes tears are the greatest cleansing agent. They'll wash away what you've been thinking. They'll wash away some of that doubt and those challenges. So the Apostle Paul, he gets Lydia, this entrepreneur, this, this influential person born again. And the, 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 apparently the town knows about it because he's being followed by this lady who's speaking very well of him. Acts chapter 16 Verse 16, it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So this lady could kind of see the future and she was possessed by an evil spirit and she was running around. She was running around behind Paul saying this, saying, saying this guy, he brings the words of salvation He's the servant of the Most High. These guys are the servant of the Most High. And she was following them around. And the Bible says in verse 18, she did this many days, but Paul was grieved. Everybody look this way. You can't let somebody talking good about you shut up what God's trying to say on the inside of you. If we paid more attention to when our spirit was grieved, we wouldn't go through some of the stuff that we actually go through. Yeah, but they're saying the right thing. I understand, but something in here, something's hitting me different. I, I, I don't understand it. At, at this church, uh, uh, Crystal and I are, are, are very humbled and honored to serve uh, as the senior pastors. And it was 10 years ago that we began to drive around this city and pray and, and believe God. And it was eight years ago that the church launched. And there are some decisions that are made. And, and I got a lot of people that give me great counsel. But sometimes there's just something right here. I said, look, I know that looks smart, but we're just not going to do it. And there's other times I'm like, you know, I know this looks dumb, but dadgummit, we're going to do it. Because something on the inside is saying something. You're not supposed to live without hearing God's voice. You're supposed to live being guided by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When you go to a job interview and it just doesn't, something doesn't sit right. Listen, they could offer you a million, a million dollars a minute. If it doesn't sit right, if you don't have peace about it, just say, praise the Lord. Thank you for the offer, but I'm going to move on down the road. Because believe it or not, you can walk into another job interview and it actually makes you a stronger candidate when you have a, a job offer that's already on the table. Sometimes God's sending you to a place he doesn't want you to go. He just needs you to know you could. Sometimes he just wants you to go to a place, not because he wants you to stay there, but he wants you to know you could rule and reign in this place too. Because the presence of the Lord is not some idea. The presence of the Lord goes before you and makes a way for you. 
So when you get in those situations and something happens in your spirit, you moms, when something happens in your spirit and somebody says, hey, can so-and-so come over and play at our house? And your first thought is, yeah, they're very nice. And all of a sudden something goes, no. Do you know how many people are dealing with stuff right now because they ignored the no and with tears running down their face, I've had to talk to them and they say, something told me not to go. And I said, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking you should have listened. Well, what if you dared to believe God? What if you just dared to radically believe God? There's been times where when I've been driving and I've seen somebody and I thought, man, I need to go, I need to go talk to that person. And I stop and I get out and they basically cuss me out. I get back in the car. I said, Lord, I thought that was you. And I just hear him laughing. <laughs> Did you know if you've never been rejected, you haven't tried hard enough? If everybody that you witness to gets born again, you have a better batting average than Jesus Christ. Hundreds and thousands of people left him. And one time he looks at his disciples and goes, look at all these people left me. Are you going to leave me too? And he, they made this beautiful statement. They said, where would we go? Who else has the words of life? Who else sets us free? So Paul's going, and this lady's going around. He's going, oh, these are the guys. These are God's people. They're showing us the way to salvation. But for, she did it for many days. But Paul was grieved, verse 18. And he turned and he said unto her, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And the same hour, or right then, she was delivered of the spirit. That evil spirit who was after her. Let me just say it like this. Sometimes you're going to have to speak to something that you can't see. When, 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 when was the last time that you told the Lord, if you say it, I'm going to do it, and you meant it? See, this, this dissection between the world and the kingdom is growing. It's not shrinking it's going to become very obvious who's God's kids and who's not. And it's not because all of us are going to have open heart surgery the same day and there's going to be a picture of Jesus on the inside of your cardiovascular system. It's going to be because of the fruit that they can see hanging on the limbs of your life. Because you know a tree... By its fruit. Paul said, come out. I'm going to paraphrase for the sake of time. But the guys that she worked for got mad. Because they knew they couldn't make any money off of her anymore. Because now she's set free. And they dragged Paul and Silas over to the rulers of the area. They said, These guys are teaching blasphemy. They're leading us in customs that we shouldn't be led in. They said, really? They said, really? And they beat them until their backs look like ribbons. Many stripes, the Bible says. 
And they said, you need to take these guys and put them in prison. They brought one of the prison guards over and said, you, you're responsible. Take them to the inner part of the prison and they better not get out. He said, got it. We'll take them to the inner part of the prison. And they took them in there. And the Bible says that they locked their legs down with stocks so they couldn't move. So they're locked in the prison, but they also locked their legs down. So Paul, who was in the middle of revival... Because Lydia, the entrepreneur, just got born again. Her whole company had just got born again. Everybody around had just got born again. Uh, literally, the, the gospel is spreading like wildfire. And all of a sudden, some demon-possessed possessed lady gets set free. And, and all the religious people of the area lose their whole mind and decide they're going to throw them in jail. Sounds unstable to me. Sounds like unstable ground. So the question is, how do you keep your faith in unstable ground? 2020, my goodness gracious. 2021, unstable ground. We've all experienced it. How do we keep our faith? How do we grow our faith in unstable ground? I think it's pretty unstable when Paul and Silas don't even know if they're about to die. Yet the Bible says when their legs were locked and they couldn't move, that long about the midnight hour, something happened. The Bible says they began to pray. And then all of a sudden, one of them started singing. If you want to know the answer to how to keep your faith in an unstable time is don't let the instability stop you from praying. Don't let the instability stop you from praising. Did you know... Whenever things going good and you praise God, it's beautiful. But you want to know what furiates the devil is when you praise him and it looks like nothing's going to work. When the world says it's not going to work out. And if we're honest, in the inner prison, in the Middle East... With your legs in stocks, the odds of you getting out of that are not very likely. The odds of you getting an infection of dying from the wounds on your back is more probable than you getting out of that place. Yet these guys started praising God. Who does this? I'll tell you who does it. Somebody that realizes. My life is not my own. I have been purchased. I don't have the luxury of acting how my emotions feel all the time. Spewing this nonsense. Getting into every debate with every person that just wants to debate. Is Jesus going to get us out of this prison? I don't know. But in case this is our last night, Paul, can we sing that song one more time? That's a great idea, Silas. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray. And the Bible says that they prayed and sang. And listen to this. Everybody around them heard it. You know what the devil loves? Quiet churches. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
That's why we don't just grab any old song here. When we sing, the bulk of our songs are direct Bible verses. That's why when you're praising God, His presence shows up, your faith gets stronger. It's because you're hearing the Word of God. So they're sitting there, they're praying, they're praising, and then something happens. The Bible says that the whole place was shaken. Somebody say shaken. Shaken. Sounds unstable. The whole place was shaken. And then the Bible says every door swung open on its hinges. This is at midnight. You know what midnight is? It's as far away as you can get from the previous light and as far away as you can get from the next light. It's dark. It's the most unstable of times. It couldn't have thrown a light switch on. And they're sitting there in the inner prison. They can't even move their legs. Yet they're deciding to praise God and sing. And when they do, the Bible says the whole place starts shaking. And then all of a sudden the doors swing open. And the Bible says they were all loosed. Everybody say loosed. The place was shaken. The doors were open and they were all loosed. The place was shaken. The doors were open and then they were all loose. I came to New Heights Church this morning to tell you that you might be going through an unstable season. But if you won't let the devil steal your prayer life, if you won't let the devil steal your praise, it might look like an earthquake is bad news. But the entire situation's about to get shaken. The entire situation's about to get shaken. Doors that no man could open are about to fly open in your life. And you and everybody in your family is about to be loose to do what God has called you to do. But you got to hold fast. You can't go through a challenging time like the world and get kingdom results. Don't shake your fist at God. Shake your fist at the devil and open your heart to God. Shake your fist at the situation and open your heart to God. The Bible says when we lift our hands, we're lifting our heart to God. That's why we do it. This is not a religious thing. It's saying, God, I need you to fix it again. It's been stomped on. It's been torn apart. And I need you to fix it again. But in the midnight hour when your feet are stuck and your back is sore and everything around is unstable... You got to decide the same God who delivered me before is about to deliver me again. And he might not have put me in this prison, but all things work together for good that for them that love God are called according to his purpose. So I bet you, Paul, he might have said something like this in that little time of prayer that he had. God, I know that I'm free. Whether I ever get out of these stocks, I know that I'm free. But I'm asking if these prison doors open, then let every person walk out with me. I believe today is a day when the challenges 
and the prison that your family has been stuck in is shaken to the foundation. And it's time for the doors to swing wide. And it's time for us all to be loose. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.